This is Doreen Young with The Audio Percolator. I am here with Karen Palmer, who is a certified professional coach. Karen, how are you? Good morning. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm calling it morning because it's kind of gloomy looking outside. So, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. it can be whatever time it needs to be. I'm just glad to be here with you. I'm glad to be here too. It's morning here, it's afternoon there. And the revolution is internal. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Part one. <laughs> okay. Karen, tell me about your role as a certified professional coach. So I came to coaching after many years of doing lots of other things. You know, I worked in television production. I worked as a nonprofit consultant. I worked as an event planner. I, you know, had a very interesting and I think really life-changing detour into education and specifically educational administration. And what I realized throughout all of these things I had done over 25 years was that in every place I was, people asked me to coach, whether it was to coach them, to coach other peers of mine, to work with the leaders who were in these spaces. And I realized that it was really just incredible just to see that most of these folks had no safe space to talk about their lives, their aspirations, their goals. Because, you know, if you're doing this with colleagues, with, you know, friends, with loved ones, everybody's got a foot in the box with you. Mm -hmm. And so they have a stake in your outcome, whether or not that's nefarious, it usually isn't. But people didn't have a safe place to talk mm -hmm. about what they wanted to do without feeling like they had to please the other people around them in making those choices. And so that was what pushed me to get into coaching, because I wanted people to feel like they could develop their ideas with a thought partner Mm -hmm. and really strike out in a way that would allow them to get closer to those goals. That's wonderful. And it's so needed, um, which is why I contacted you about this discussion. Um, this is kind of the beginning of an exploration of the internal challenges that, that women are facing. Um, I guess there are many that have been faced over the millennia, but right now, um, I think in this post-pandemic, scenario many of us um, are looking about looking looking at how difficult it might be to move forward in in a changed world and I thought maybe you could speak a little bit about that so you know it's interesting like you know how we choose to approach what moving forward in this post-pandemic time means the mindset is everything right so if we assume difficulty we will find difficulty um, in looking forward, one of the things that has been really interesting for me during this time is noticing that, you know, having to stay close to home, restricting the circles, you know, socially, professionally, you know, all that kind of stuff. At the beginning, it was very heavy and very onerous for us because we were surrounded by all of those feelings of what it means to deal with death and with, you know, this feeling of potential illness and the unknown. But as we sit with it, and we've been sitting with this for over a year now, Part of this process has been to, certainly for me, to expand my thought about what this time could mean. In speaking to other people I know who work as coaches and just other people who are within my own circles, we've realized that this time, while it has been very painful in a lot of ways, has also represented a real opportunity for growth. Because all of the external noise in our lives that comes from the, just the day-to-day -day pressures of living has been greatly reduced and in some places taken away because we've had to make our circles so much smaller. And it has created space to start thinking about 
well, when I get back into whatever the future represents, what do I really want? Most of the people I know don't want to go back to the lives they had before mm -hmm. the way they were living them. And so this is an opportunity to actually ask yourself, perhaps in a way you never have before, what do I want? Mm -hmm. Yes. And that's, that's, a, that's a, a question for oneself. Um, in your experience, what do you see, what have you learned about, I guess, some of the fears or the difficulties? I hate to use the word actually now, but you kind of have to because, you know, we're, we're our own worst enemy at times. And so um, what have you learned about people uh, in terms of how they're facing challenges on an internal level in general, but now also too, because we're talking about things that hinder you, uh, hinder your progress professionally and personally. And in this case, we're talking about women. So what have you yeah. learned in your experiences? Well, if I think about the feedback that I've gotten from people in both professional and, you know, personal circles, I mean, women have been dealing with the same stuff they always deal with, but kind of like on steroids. So, you know, for example, if you have women who were used to working outside of the home and all of a sudden the work either goes away or is translated into this now, you know, virtual format and you have children at home, you have a partner who is now working at home. Maybe you have older relatives that you care for who are with you or someplace else where you have to step out and be responsible for that care in a time period where the responsibility for doing that is magnified by the realities of the pandemic. The level of stress in your life goes way up and many women have been struggling because, you know, we're all still, you know, dealing with that aspect of if you are a professional woman who works outside of the house, having to hit particular targets and climb a ladder. But now all of that has been condensed into this experience where it's also clashing with your personal responsibilities of being the best mother you can, the best daughter you can, if you're caring for or helping other relatives with their own lives. And a lot of women have been screaming, I can't do this this way anymore mm -hmm. because there's no clear exit for that. And let us not forget about our sisters who are essential workers and have, who, you know, they still have to go out of the house every single day yes. and go to the hospital or, you know, go to whatever job they've been doing and are not getting any relief from that while dealing with all of the extra health issues and fears of infection and PPE and whatever it is. So the level of stress for women has increased. And this is part of that response that I'm hearing, which is people are saying, you know, if we are more of us going to get back into the world or we're going to stay out there in the world, we need a different kind of support. We need a different kind of consciousness. And a lot of that needs to start with self. Like, exactly. again, what do I want? What do I need that I'm not getting now? That's exactly um, right. I um, had been thinking about um, steps that we can take on a personal level, each of us, in terms of self-examination, sometimes we're on automatic. Many of us function that way. And we don't even slow down for a minute to, to actually look and see, well, what's happening with my body, my mind? Um, what do I want? Who am I? Um, what would I like? What, where would I like to see myself on a personal level in six months, in a year? I think this, this examination would help us. Um, can you speak to that a little? 
I think in terms of, you know, that self-examination and learning to, you know, not just listen to yourself, but to actually articulate to yourself that you have needs that are not about other people. Um, you know, what's that old line, the superwoman myth is played out. I mean, you know, the cape has to come off in an environment like this. We shouldn't have been wearing it in the first place, but, you know, it's a, a friend of mine once said, you know, the, the famous line is, it all depends on everything. So, you know, what you can accomplish in life depends upon all of the things that are around you and within you that you can pull on as resources. And so if the first place we need to start is within ourselves, the first place then thing we need to think about is, you know, how do I create space in my life and in my mind to actually think about my needs? Because we are so used to being externally oriented with those needs. Like I need to take care of the kids. I need to take care of the partner. I need to take care of the relatives. I need to take care of the job. The business of just keeping a household going. Um, we don't often carve out space for ourselves. I mean, self-care seems to be a very overused phrase in a lot of ways, but it's basic. Mm. If you are not taking care of your own mental and physical health, none of this other stuff works. And so one of the things that I think has come home really, really clearly in the pandemic where people are kind of trapped within their four walls, if you don't have any space to withdraw and organize yourself mentally, if you do not have good food to eat, um, if you don't have any support with you know, creating those meals or you know, with getting the food, um, and you don't have any kind of system that helps you get the machinery of the day-to-day -day living done without having to do it 100% yourself, there is no way for you to stay healthy, stay functional, and not just survive, but thrive. Um, that is important. I think one of the big issues is not staying in denial <laughs> in, in relation to those issues and, and how you can shake oneself into acceptance of that reality okay. and, and not have a hospital visit be the thing that shakes right. you into some sort of Right. Why do we have to go to crisis reality. to exactly. realize that we're actually worthy? That's, so, that's what I'd like to talk so about a little okay. bit. So <laughs> let's jump on that. Just a little exercise that you can like, you know, play back in your own mind, um, you know, is to really kind of take a little four step assessment. And the first step is in terms of, you know, how your life is working now, ask yourself, how well is what I'm doing now getting me in terms of the direction I wanna be going in, mm -hmm. right? How is what I'm doing now helping me? What is the cost of continuing to live life in the way that I'm living now? Then if there was another way to get towards where I wanna go, would I be willing to explore that? And then what is a small step that I can take to move in that different direction to explore what that would feel like? Yes, very good. And that um, reminds me of some guided exercises that I might want to ask you to participate in around those topics in the near future, because this is wonderful. Before I get off on that tangent, though, getting back to what you're saying, <laughs> the other issue are, are the um, 
the levels of opposition that you face in, in doing those exercises, not just from yourself, but from outside of yourself. Because we just had a conversation earlier today about um, not needing um, external sources to authorize what you need to do for yourself, making your own decision, grasping your internal authority and to pursue the things you need to pursue. Can you share a little bit of your immediate thoughts on that as well? Okay. Well, I think in order to generate anything internally, you have to have a wellspring of energy to draw from. So you need to ask yourself, what am I doing to create some positive energy in my life so that I actually have the bandwidth to think about how I can envision my future differently? And so it starts with basic stuff. I mean, if you are overwhelmed, overtired, you're not sleeping, you're not eating right, you know, none of this stuff is working for you, you don't have a good place to start from. And so one of the things that I've been hearing a lot of women talk about during the pandemic, and they've either come to it consciously or unconsciously, because although I know I hear you say you don't want people to have to come to the crisis to figure it out, sometimes that's what it takes. Mm -hmm. um, a number of people that I've heard from have talked about the fact that they have prioritized literally, physically just getting out of the space now. It's mm -hmm. called, I take my mask, I go for a walk in the neighborhood, I hit the park, I take my jump rope out, I put in my headphones and I do a power walk. You know, again, no matter how challenged we are on an economic scale, we can almost always find a way to mentally create some space for ourselves that is our own, 100% ours. And that, that actually has to be prioritized because that noise from the outside, the demands from the outside will rob you of your own energy. You have to do something to restore it. Yes, those are, that's, those are some practical steps that can be taken. And I, and I hope that um, anyone who's listening will review <laughs> this recording to, to go back and remind themselves of those practical steps that can be taken right away. Um, with that in mind, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about acceptance of who we who we are as individuals, um, working what we with what we have um, in order to have a target for growth. Um, often, many of us as women, we don't always accept who we are, or we want something that may not be realistic or we regret something in the past that made us who we are, but we are who we are. Um, what, what, what can you tell us about this? Are you talking more from the perspective of holding on to negativity? Because I mean, when you, that, part that, of that, that idea that we're, yeah, that's part of it. I think there are things that block us from being able to visualize um, where we could, where we could go because we just won't accept and be, um, okay with who we are right now. I mean, you know, you may not be okay with who you are right now. I understand that you may say, okay, I, I there are changes I need to make, but we need to first be able to love ourselves on a very basic level and, and kind of let go of the past. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we have to, we have to, we have to have our lessons learned. I know that we've learned things from the past, but the negative past that that has that that stops us from plowing forward in a straight line, that that doesn't work. So I was thinking, um, if maybe you could, um, I'm sure that you've learned some things just from working with all types of different people from different backgrounds about that um, 
about that process of learning to accept who you are? Because that's like, where do you start with that? You know, that's like a big one, you know, sometimes. No, and, and again, if you are not doing this, I mean, even with someone like me who is a coach, if you are trying to start on this process on your own, part of being able to assess where you're at is thinking about what I have done, you know, uh, whether, you know, it's on my own path or even, you know, some of the things that I've accomplished. I encourage people to write to get a notebook and just start writing stuff down. If you're feeling stuck where you are, talk about, you know, here are the things that I imagine myself doing. You know, no matter how fanciful or weird they might seem to you, like put down, like I'm, if I close my eyes and I visualize myself doing things that seem, you know, just incredible, just put it down and then start looking at the things within yourself that you already know you can do mm -hmm. because so frequently we see ourselves only through the context of a particular job or a particular role we've already fulfilled in life and we don't realize that we have tremendous skills and resources available to us ask yourself what kinds of things do people always ask me to help them with mm -hmm. because if people are asking you to help with stuff it's because they say hey you know i know she's good at that mm -hmm. and i know if i get some feedback from her i get her input this is going to work use that knowledge for yourself and then think about what is it that brings me joy and a feeling of fulfillment don't think about it from a context of what can I make money at or what have I already been validated for. But when you do things in life, what brings you that feeling of excitement and like, I want to get up in the morning and, and roll with that. Start putting all these things down on paper and it allows you to start freeing yourself to see yourself in a different way. And then the next step is you can go to whoever your kitchen cabinet is, you know, the people that you truly trust who have proven themselves to you. And it doesn't have to be a lot, but share some of these thoughts with them. I mean, if you have someone you really do care about and you've gotten clear in your mind about what you'd like to do and what you have to bring to it, start poking on them and say, you know, here are some thoughts. You know, I mean, the way I, poke on, the way I poke on you. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is what your circle is for, right? Because, yes. because we're saying we don't want people to determine our path externally. Like we, mm -hmm. we're used to thinking of advancement in this society of going up a ladder. We got to climb a vertical ladder and we have to tick boxes on the way. Mm -hmm. Well, if there's one thing that the pandemic and the gig economy have shown us is that ascension is no longer a vertical path. Ascension, mm -hmm. getting anywhere in life is about having a network of people. It's about having community. It's about building relationships across. That is how we move forward. If we don't have a robust personal and professional community, we're stagnant. Exactly. We've been talking about redefining that concept of community. Yes. And I really um, want to be able to talk more about that in, in, um, in, in a little bit more detail when you have time. Um, yeah. You have been so gracious with your time and energy and and as a friend and a confidant and a colleague and professional colleague and i just want to thank you for all the things that you have done for me and with me and us being able to take this step in in this new path um of being able to to share some of our our thoughts and ideas with the public which is a, a step 
Um, but our friendship and our experience right now, I think for me is kind of um, the actualization of what, we, what we're talking about. And um, I wanna talk more about actualization and I hope you'll be willing to come back to Audio Percolator and spend some time with us. Absolutely. And experience. bring it. <laughs> <laughs> because the everything, revolution everything, is internal. <laughs> everything I give, I'm getting back. I mean, to me, this is the metaphor for how we move forward. I mean, this has been really an indescribably, you know, just, just incredible year in our culture, in our lives, you know, in our, you know, evolution, period you know, in dealing with the pandemic, the racial reckoning, the economic instability, the political craziness that's taken place. And the biggest hope from my perspective is that this has redefined what community can and should mean for people. And that as we emerge into whatever the future is going to be, it's not going to be what it was mm. for any of us. Absolutely. But there's no going we, back. No, only and, going forward. And also that thought of we wouldn't want to go back because we've mm -hmm. learned so much. And so what I am hoping more than anything is that people will value that human contact and those relationships they have in a different way, that it will inspire them to build from a position of strength within self, that we are not looking solely for validation from others, but that we are thinking, I'm building something new for myself. How can I share that out in a way that lifts all of us up? That's the goal. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. I couldn't have said it better. And um, I uh, want to give you, send you my love to you and your family, Back at your you. entire family. Thank you. And I look forward to our next discussion. I was going to say, I will be waiting. <laughs> all right. You have a good afternoon, Karen. Take care. Thank you.